listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. And we're back. This is episode 44 on the Double Exposure Show with myself, Petro, and Sophia Lemon, who's giggling in the background. Yep. The show notes for this episode can be found on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 44. And join our conversation on Facebook in the Double Exposure Show group where you will find us. (laughs) Um, Yeah, today we're talking about building a portfolio and... Lots more things related <laughs> to it. That's it. Yeah. We're on the ball. <laughs> I'm sticking morning. to it. I know, right? <laughs> so in the last three weeks, this is the first night where I actually barely got sleep. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, we started a routine with baby Mia and we skipped the bath time Whoops. last time, last night. Yeah. Don't skip the bath time. <laughs> she wasn't happy with it. So, I mean, it's nighttime. It's hard to see what's going on, but I took her out of the bedroom into the light um and she had like uh little fuzzy fibers uh, from the kitty in her eye so i think that was keeping her up yeah um so now i'm gonna have to vacuum the whole house (laughs) (laughs) make sure because tokyo loves to sit on everything like just you'll find this thing everywhere just a little orange ball of fur (laughs) so tokyo seems uh, to like um being around mia for all of the naps uh, yeah, <laughs> the thing is like a little heat heat source stealer. Yeah. As soon as there's a heat source she can find, she steals <laughs> it. So yeah, what's new, Sophia? Oh man, guess what I did on the weekend? You played ball. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, fun co-ed tournament in Meaford, and our first game at nine thirty at night on Friday. Who the heck plans a game at 9.30 at night? That, that's your bedtime, I know. <laughs> so <clears throat> I go up to bat, first pitch of my first at bat, and I hit the ball over the fence. <laughs> nice. So there's lots of screaming and stuff. And when I hit it, I can hear the guy batting after me go, get out! Like, encouraging the ball to get out of the park, right? <laughs> Everyone's screaming it and didn't. screaming, and I'm like... This isn't, like, super unusual for me. Like, I hit the ball out reasonably frequently. So I was like, why is everyone screaming? So I get back to the bench, and one of my teammates goes, someone owes Robbie a beer for that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, oh, someone bet Robbie that you wouldn't hit it out of the park. (laughs) And I was like, well, that was pretty stupid of them, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Hence why everyone in the beer gardens was screaming. (laughs) Did you owe everybody a beer? No, just Robbie, who was the guy batting after me, who was going, get out. <laughs> That's awesome. And then all weekend, I had people that I know and people that I barely know coming up to me like, I hear you hit the ball out of the park or nice <laughs> hit and so on. Well, then <clears throat> Saturday, I think I'm standing in the beer gardens with some of my teammates and someone comes up and pokes me in the back. And he goes, I have a question for you. And I turn around and I'm like, okay. And I immediately recognize this person. And he goes, are you the Sophia Lemon? Nice. (laughs) And everyone around me is like, oh my God, this is getting out of hand. And I was like, yes, I am. And then I go, you're Stephanie's husband. And he goes, yes, I am. (laughs) And it had nothing to do with baseball. It was about photography. He goes, my wife keeps showing me your photos going look at this photo look at this photo (laughs) i was like oh i think you um yeah i was gonna say i'm I'm positive you're gonna be changing careers but i think you're just yeah yeah (laughs) so what do i know i'm pretty sure that i can hit as far as major leaguers and that's a lie (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I used to say that to people, uh, I'm uh, handsome and rich. Two of those things are a lot. <laughs> and nobody would catch on that I would say two. But okay. it's, uh, it is what it is. Oh, so, But uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. It's the, it's the lack of sleep. 
Um, well, we already know what's up with you. You are not sleeping. So there's that. Just last night. Yeah, I, I sleep like a baby, like my baby. Yeah. But uh, last night, not so much. That was kind so. of a mean picture that you posted of Hannah where she's like, you know, mouth open, snoozing. Did you not see the photo of me the week before? <laughs> yes. Mouth open, sneezing? No, yours, yours was much more graceful than Hannah's. Hannah's was not right. not graceful, but yours was definitely more <laughs> graceful than hers. <laughs> I think she looks beautiful. <laughs> of course you do. You better. <laughs> the, um, yeah, but I said fair is fair. Yes, you did. I read it. <laughs> And then I warned her. I was like, look what I'm doing. Post. <laughs> so she saw it. Because it's one thing to, for it to be a surprise. It's another thing to be a surprise and a bit of a torture. Did she even like, complain hey, at, at this all? Mm, not really, yeah, I no. Didn't figure she was that just she like, would. no. And then she smiled. <laughs> so I think, I think I was safe. I have noticed that yeah. the vast majority of pictures of the baby are of the baby sleeping. That's all she does. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. L- literally, it's been three weeks, and I, grandma complained that she barely seen her eyes. <laughs> and we're like, is this normal? <laughs> and so we asked a few people, and they're like, we hate you so much right now. <laughs> so it, it's, been, uh, it's been a blast. Um, I'm noticing she's getting bigger, which is kind of cool. It's a bit surreal. Because yeah. to me, she's been the same size this whole time, right? But... I'm, you know, like when I put her into this little bed called the Dockatot, I'm I'm noticing she's bigger. And when I'm, like, putting on her onesie, I'm noticing that it's barely fitting. I'm like, oh man, oh no, kids grow no, up so fast. Don't get bigger. <laughs> Stay teeny weeny. So, um, photography wise, I'm doing a couple of one on one lessons, teachings, mentoring sessions. Mm-hmm. Summer is when I pick these up. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of people who are interested in becoming a professional or just getting better at their photos, they contact me and do this one-on-one. You can hear Tokyo in the background, can't you? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah, my, the noise reduction's uh, pretty <laughs> high. But um, it's it's Tank bugging her. He's he's He literally takes bites Aww. out of her. He'll come over and just t- take a bite out of her, <laughs> of her fur. It's fine. What a meanie. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So I uh, I do a lot of these one on ones. Um, of course, there's uh, weddings happening on the weekend, but uh, we consciously took a step back this year, so we kind of outsource a lot of our shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I'm still I'm still doing houses for realtors, and it seems like I have one every day. I have one tomorrow at nine a.m. I have one the day after at ten a.m. One on Saturday, one on Sunday, like. Which is which is good. I mean, it's a it's a very small income source, yeah. but uh, it's steady and um, it doesn't take much time. I'm usually in and out. Photos delivered within an hour. So yeah, yeah. That's um, not so bad. But <laughs> no, it's not. But um, yeah, uh, I figure now's a good time to start on our topic. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, which is kind of related, I guess, sort of, not really. Yeah. Um, so I said before we started this call, I had to cancel and upload because I've just switched um, proofing software. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I had an app on my iPad that I would use for in-person proofing. So it would let me take a picture of someone's wall and then show them how big the photo will be on the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you know, is on the iPad, so it's not perfect at all. And it was kind of a colossal pain in the butt. And I would have to switch between like mediums. So I'd have to switch between my iPad and my computer to get pricing and everything. So I just switched hmm. to <clears throat> a computer-based uh, proofing software. So I'm just, okay. yeah. It's, they're always a, kind of a pain in the butt. Like they never integrate perfectly with the software that you already have. So I upload people's photos to shoot proof so they can pick their favorites. And then I have to re-upload those photos to the proofing software. Like you can't just have it sync. Ugh. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'll have to take a look at it. Because <laughs> <laughs> any in-person proofing I've been doing has been with uh, real physical canvases and um, uh, matted and mounted photos, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, 90% are samples, but I would actually, because I have a printer at home, Mm -hmm. uh, I would print a 12 by 18, um, photograph, um, for the bride and groom, for example, or the family. Mm -hmm. 
and I would put it into a frame uh, that's just, it's just a mat. It's not, there's no actual frame around mm -hmm. it, um, but it's a four inch mat uh, all the way around. Um, so four inches on each side. So it uh, turns into a 20 by uh, 26 or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I, I might be, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I should just do the math. <laughs> yeah, I think 20 by 26. And um, uh, I basically just show them the photo with a mat. And I say, you know, you can put a frame around it, but also it could be a canvas. And then it helps me educate the, the customer on uh, why a canvas costs more and yeah. uh, why sometimes getting a canvas is cheaper, you know, because they're like, well... I think we're just going to get a print. Uh, we'll get a 16 by 20 print or or we'll get a 12 by 18 print. And I'll say, okay, well, if you want it to look any de like decent on the wall, uh, consider a mat and consider a frame, consider glass, et cetera, et cetera. You, can't really, you can't really just hang a print on the wall. <coughs> you have to get it framed, matted, mounted. Yeah. Um, so I showed them that 12 by 18 by the time you're done is like 20 by 30. Yeah. And then I show them a 24 by 36 canvas. And then I say, look, your canvas is ready to hang. It's even bigger than the final image. And it costs the same in the end, if not cheaper. So they go, yeah, we'll buy a canvas. Yeah. And it's because I want to I want to sell canvases more. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's a lot easier to just print a canvas, get it stretched, and deliver it. Uh, whereas custom framing is a bit of a, bit of a nuisance. Uh, I still like doing it, but... Uh, and for the right client, they need the custom frame rather than a canvas because they, you know, it matches their decor yeah, or whatever. Sure. Right. So, but for them, it's kind of like, okay, well, go to this place. The, there's a gallery, pick out, uh, pick out a custom frame. So uh, I work with a company uh, that does business to business frame sales. So they're, the customer can't buy a frame from there. Mm -hmm. Um uh, but they have a, a gallery show showroom, so customer can go and pick out their molding and everything mm -hmm. like that. And then they just chop it, <clears throat> build it, send it to me, you know, and customer picks it up. You know what's funny is Kandra said yeah. to me the other day that one of her clients didn't want a canvas because they're trending. <clears throat> and I said, canvases aren't trending. Like, if canvases are trending, they've been trending for, like, hundreds of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, and, well, and it, sure, they're, they're trending in, uh, they're trending as a product offered by photographers, but that's not a bad thing. I wouldn't say that they're trending. I mean, that sort of indicates that they will not be trending at some point, but they've been popular, like, really popular okay. for, like, the last 20 yeah. years. And that's, like... <laughs> That's getting really specific, but painters have been using canvases for hundreds of years. <laughs> and yeah, um, and and where are they now, Sophia? See, they were trending back then. <laughs> but I'm finding <laughs> stupid painters. Well, I'm finding that the canvases work really well because you're right. Like it's it's only a you know specific client who wants something more than a canvas, whereas most people mm -hmm. sort of need the clean lines so that it can fit with their decor. <clears throat> It, the, the cool thing is it goes with everything. Exactly. Like it'll, it will go anywhere. Um, you can do um, kind of like a hobo chic, country chic place and a canvas can plop right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you can do kind of like a grungy industrial decor, you know, with um, iron pipes and uh, reclaimed mm -hmm. wood and canvas will plop right in the middle of that. Um, Pretty, and the cool thing is you can still add a black frame or a white frame or a wood frame or a brown frame around the canvas and kind of have it lift lift out of the frame. Um, it's tons of really cool options. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I keep one, well, I keep two as a sample. I keep um, uh, 40 by 60 uh, just to show people how big I can do it and a 24 by 36. Um, I do have a 20 by 21 as well. Um that I made up just, I had extra material. Mm -hmm. uh, but I rarely show that because the canvas itself, like the photo itself, isn't very strong. It was literally kind of like, oh, I'll just print this because I have yeah. it and I have this material and it'll stretch it. And so it kind of relates to a couple of things that I want to talk about the portfolio. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, I got a 24 by 36 um, unstretched canvas from you, mm -hmm. which then I mm -hmm. put um, some barn wood on it like at the top and bottom so i can just mm -hmm. roll it up and take it to 
um, a planning meeting and I can show them what a canvas looks like, what it feels like and what you can do with it and how big it'll be on yeah. the wall. And that's part of even with the barn wood. I know. On it, right? I, know. Like, I love that. <laughs> and so. that's, you know, part of my portfolio. So there, take it from there, Petro. <laughs> well, we're, <laughs> seems, seems we need to clear our throats this morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, uh, Anybody I've talked to in the past have, has said like, well, do I even need a portfolio? Um, so let's define a portfolio. I mean, a portfolio could be any medium that showcases your photos. So it could be a website. Mm -hmm. um, a portfolio can be a proofing gallery. A uh, portfolio can be a collection of images on your computer. Uh, and a portfolio can be a hard portfolio, which, uh, which I will kind of touch on because I still do believe that a lot of people are, uh, if you do make the effort to make a hard portfolio, portfolio like a, a hard book um it, it gives you a little bit more credit it gives you um a little bit more bragging rights if you will right mm -hmm. something to show um something to show off and uh people respond all re respond really well to it too so depending on who you're meeting what kind of client you're meeting um if you're a wedding photographer i mean having a, a book uh, a collection of your best work, uh, that is a portfolio and you can also showcase it as a wedding sample album. Okay. So yeah, before we dive into it too much, um, I did a quick search online just to see what, uh, what people are doing for portfolios right now. And I came across, uh, a little website called, uh, digital photography school. So it's no doubt something that they try to sell you. And there is five tips for building your portfolio, your photography portfolio. And the number one tip was shoot for free. So I figured a lot of people have already probably researched what to do, you know, to how to build a portfolio. And this is probably something that comes up the most often. And this is probably something that will come up in your uh, professional career as a photographer uh, and in your up and coming career as a photographer to be people will constantly contact you and say, hey, I have an event coming up. Um, this will be good for your portfolio, right? And if you read this website, um, where the number one in bold says shoot for free, um, you're probably going to think like, okay, well, that's not a bad idea. And you'll do it so that you can do it for your portfolio. So number one thing I will tell you right now is do not shoot for free <laughs> unless it's stuff you really want in your portfolio. And well, I think I will talk a little bit about, about the things you should want in your portfolio. Well, I was going to say, so. I think that shooting for free has its place. Um, but for example, like, I don't think I ever really shot anything for free, except for when I was in college. Right. But right. So when I started, I was charging money, but I had an education in photography. So maybe if you're not going to college, if you're picking up a camera and you love it, you think I want to make a profession out of this while you are working another job. I guess it kind of makes sense to pick up a couple of gigs for free. That's and I'm the first one to recommend, like, especially if you're starting out in wedding, do a couple of weddings uh, pro bono. Yeah, and it kind of makes right? sense. Because it will help you develop. Yeah, it kind of mm -hmm. makes sense at that point because that's you learning. That's the same as me going to college and practicing. Um, that's right. Because I was photographing other students. It's the exact same thing. But don't feel like you need to shoot things for free. Otherwise, you're not a real photographer. And it's funny that you yeah. say that, that people will come to you and ask you to shoot things for your portfolio. Because, I mean, I've had people come and ask me to do things for free, like, reasonably recently, like years into me running my business. Absolutely. Which is hilarious because... I've been in business for 15 going on 16 years now. And uh, I still have people telling me like people who are former neighbors or just, you know, cousins of acquaintances or whatever. Hey, um, and it's usually the same, like same tune. I run a charity organization. I, uh, I need a photographer for this event. <clears throat> There's going to be hundreds of people there. Um, and uh, this would be great exposure for you. And okay. And, and you know what? Yes, it might be good exposure for me, but then they, they'll throw in things like it'll be it'll be awesome for your portfolio. It's like, who the hell do you think I am? Like, do you think I, I want to shoot charity events for free for the rest of my life? 
like, is this the kind yeah. of portfolio I want to build? <laughs> you know, and yeah. and, and who am I photographing? I'm photographing, um, like, if I'm cataloging an event, I'm photographing people dressed up who are getting drunk. Like, yeah. And okay, I just described a wedding. <laughs> well, charities are, can, like, you can have a really great relationship with a charity, but you really have to, you have to work hard on it and make sure that you're doing it properly because the charity isn't trying to get you business. The charity is trying to get their event photographed. So you have to make sure that, you know, you're signing a contract with them and there's certain responsibilities that they have um, to make it worth your while donating this time. And mm -hmm. um, I've had, you know, acquaintances ask me recently to take photos for them and I did it. I did a headshot and it's been liked like 500 times on Twitter. And this person is like super thrilled for me that this picture has been liked a bunch of times on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, that hasn't done any good for me. <clears throat> that 500 likes hasn't got me any business. Like, <laughs> Well, exactly. Unless somebody has decided to sponsor your likes and say, I'll give you a dollar for every like. Right. <clears throat> That's, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, <clears throat> so don't think that these uh, ladies things, and gentlemen start your throat. Yeah, don't think that like photographing an event for a charity is a bad idea because you can definitely photograph an event for a charity and make money out of it and get clients out of it and everything. But it's not easy, and I think we should probably do an episode on that at some point. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm not knocking photographing pro bono because. Yeah, for sure. I've done things for chari charities, for great causes, for people in need. I've done things just this year, mm -hmm. just months ago. Um, and I've received zero compensation. I've received pats on the back and high fives that do not lead to future business, but I'll still do them because I believe in the cause and I like it. Mm -hmm. What I'm t saying to you is avoid shoots that people promise you portfolio images mm -hmm. <clears throat> just to get you to shoot it for free. Like I said, like these charity events is one of them. If it's a cause, and a lot of these charity events are just called charity events. They're still, they're big, huge fundraisers. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, so the person who's organizing it is getting paid. Uh, the DJ is getting paid. Yeah. The caterer is getting paid. Yep. So why the hell is a photographer not getting paid? You know, that's the only thing you're going to have from the event. Um, besides, you know, all the money you raise, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me see i'm getting bitter and <laughs> throat gets clogged up damn it but <laughs> um anyways uh so i just want to kind of warn you right away is you in reference to your portfolio consider what type of portfolio you want um uh, one of the things that is on my list i mean i have i have kind of a a, a list of 10 things or so here i always like to make top five top 10 mm -hmm. lists and one of them is um to try to sort of specialize in an area when it comes to your portfolio, because I'm the first person to tell you, you as a professional photographer, you don't have to specialize in yeah. something, right? You don't have to chase a technique. Um, but uh, when it comes to your portfolio, you should. Uh, if you do three or four things, have three or four different yeah. portfolios, they're like galleries on the website, so to speak. Um, but, uh, so when you do this, if you do specialize in something, let's say you want to do, uh, portraits, you, you really want a wicked kind of portrait portfolio. Well, a black tie event with, you know, people holding champagne glasses half, halfway in the bag, <laughs> there, <clears throat> it's not really a portfolio type image, right? It's not yeah. something you'd put in a portfolio unless you wanted to be an event photographer and that's all you and that's the kind of clients you were looking for but you know there's no money in that so um that that's just something that i thought you know heads up don't don't necessarily uh fall for this don't shoot for quote unquote free um do free shoots uh, of things that uh are going to be good for you you know so uh, example is if you wanted to photograph rock shows for the rest of your life and you wanted to make a really good business out of being a rock star photographer, um, you can do a bunch of shows for free. It's, it's going to build your portfolio really, really well because, and that's what people do that. That's, you know, if you wanted to be a fashion photographer, um, you can do, I don't even know what they're called now, like TFP time for oh, print yeah. or time for photos or whatever um however 
don't just do it with everybody. Um, do it with models that you want in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know, do it with stylists too. Invite a invite a stylist, invite a photo stylist, a hair and makeup artist um, to the same shoot and share these files so that it's actually beneficial for everybody. Don't just connect with models who are amateurs because they're willing to shoot for free, right? Um, actually build your portfolio. Don't just waste your time shooting. Um, yeah, I was going to say... You'll thank me later. <clears throat> that shooting for free shouldn't be to build your portfolio. Shooting for free should be a learning experience. So you're shooting for free because you're learning how to do this thing that you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Otherwise, you're going to be shooting... 10 weddings for free just to build your portfolio. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and it's another thing too. Um, I'm kind of moving, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ignore this top five list or this fo- list. The second thing they say is charge a minimal fee. Again, uh, give me a break. <laughs> uh, do a hard edit. Always, always edit down. This is the mistake I used to make. I'd shoot like a bat out of hell. I don't know. I, I, I think this list is stupid. <laughs> uh, this list on this third-party website. Um, one of the things uh, that they do kind of get right is the number five. Mm-hmm. And it says, get an expert's opinion, then be prepared to throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is something they, they do get right, right? So... Um, I'm going to do a 180 and come back to that, um, in a minute. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to kind of move, move on from, uh, the shooting for free and how to build your portfolio, so to speak. Yeah, so so you s- anything you have to add before we well, move on? Well, I was going to say you said, um, like number one for us is like specialize. So figure out what the purpose yeah. of this portfolio is. Mm-hmm. Before you put it together, this isn't like, you know, a sample of all of your photos. This is photos for a specific purpose. So if you're shooting weddings, you're building a wedding portfolio. If you're shooting family portraits, you're building a family portfolio. If you're shooting commercial, you're doing a commercial portfolio. And with like, mm-hmm. and if you're doing commercial, you're probably doing several different uh, portfolios. Several for, different areas yeah. of commercial, yeah. Like if you, com- commercial photography is so vast, like <clears throat> I kind of categorize everything you get paid for under commercial, right? But if you want to actually photograph product, um, like literally product on a white table, then that should be your portfolio right mm-hmm. there. Um, you may want to mock up some ads. Um, so get in touch with a graphic designer and say, hey, uh, here's something that could be mutual, mutually beneficial. You can trade services, um, you know, for the amount of time the graphic designer mocks up some ads for you. Um, offer some something to shoot for for him or her for or the next project or two that they're mm-hmm. doing. So this kind of free shooting can actually lead to some future work too, because this will allow you to work with the graphic designer, and it will allow them to see what kind of uh, photography you can do. You're capable of, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> Some uh, young and up-and-coming graphic designers may actually really like mocking up ads. And for for a lot of them, it's actually part of their uh, uh, college school process. Yeah. Uh, so, th- you know, that's an idea where that you I can get behind because that's something that I actually did uh, for my portfolio, for my commercial portfolio. Um, I photographed um, uh, tools, tools. Uh, appliances, everything just, uh, kind of on white and then, um, mocked up a bunch of ads. You know, I did a Volkswagen ad, I did a black and Decker ad, I did all kinds of ads and I had a portfolio for that just for, just with, filled with ads. Now don't lie to people mm-hmm. like <laughs> when they, when they, because I had a lot of people really impressed, <gasps> you shoot for Volkswagen, mm-hmm. you know, or wow, you did this. I've actually seen this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm like, uh, those are mock <laughs> Always, always be honest because, uh, uh, it can come back and bite you, especially if you, if, if, if you oversell your com- yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you work with, uh, uh, our director or, or an agency or, uh, directly with a the client, they might actually put you onto a really big task that could be over your head or am I not, <laughs> but, uh, lying is not good. Yeah. Don't lie. So, um, 
and be consistent too, right? This is what I'm talking about. Like, uh, like if you're doing product, do the mock-up ads. If you're doing uh, portraits, have consistency with your portraits, right? Uh, uh, it's okay to to do so to do different styles, um, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily throw in like engagement photos with like corporate corporate headshots <laughs> yes <laughs> right <laughs> so uh have some sort of consistency both our portfolio uh, or rather both our portrait images but um you really need to kind of uh, have some sort of consistency in there so mm -hmm. um yeah Oh, okay, it. so that's the top 10? <laughs> Done. No, no, not quite. I, I just I wanted to stop talking, hear your voice <laughs> for a change. I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Um, so the number one has special eyes and find out the purpose for your, for your portfolio. What's next? Uh, be consistent okay. uh, was, was after. Um, so the third one, I guess, we'll, we'll call it... Um, uh, avoid duplicates. Mm. Uh, so stray from, uh, images that are too similar. Um, because oh I find, goodness. um, yeah. I have a comment on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I find that, uh, when the, when the, somebody's looking at your portfolio and this is, this is literally from personal experiences. Uh, when you have images that are too similar, um, people get bored. They're like, uh, nothing's exciting. And I've had actually people go like one, two, three, four, five, mm. and then just flip through the rest, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah. like, you know, and at that point I'm like, you're missing all the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So keep your, um, onlooker engaged by not having, you know, images that are alike. Um, if you have images of the same model, um, make sure that they're different enough and like from maybe shot on different days and don't put them side by side unless it's like a spread. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was going to say, I've, I noticed a lot in college that students would get, you know, one shot that's like, you know, their best shot ever. And then mm -hmm. they would put that in their portfolio in color and in black and white. Don't, oh, don't, don't do, do that. that. Um, I think it's okay to put in two photos from the same shoot of the same person, but they have to be significantly different photos. So if you're doing a f headshot and then you're doing a full body shot, and I would also put those two images side by side, like Petro said, as a spread. Yeah. Like basically consider those two shots, one shot in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, <clears throat> like a, like a, like a spread, like a editorial yeah. almost. Yeah. So, um, the next one is, uh, you need, if you, if you need to, uh, talk about your image, if it doesn't talk for itself, uh, you need to take it out of your portfolio. Yeah. yeah. If you need to explain what's going on in the photograph, dump it, just get rid of it. It's not the one, it's not, uh, the right one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump back to consistency for a second mm -hmm. and uh, just comment on what you said. If, you know, doing one image in black and white, one image in color. Um, I personally don't think you should mix color and black and white. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to do a black and white portfolio, do everything 100% black and white. If you're going to have color images, just do everything in color. Um, be consistent. Um, it, it's slightly different than a wedding album. When you're designing a wedding album for a bride and groom, you can have spreads that are black and white and you can have spreads that are color mm -hmm. that that's that's still a faux pas in my book <laughs> like that's something that i wouldn't really do but it's something that i still do because it's acceptable and clients love it right and i mean if i delivered a, a strictly black and white wedding album people would probably be like did you run out of color film like what's going on <laughs> so um that's that that just wanted to jump back to uh, to consistency but um well uh, i don't have a problem with doing color and black and white but you need to do it really well <laughs> yeah they have to be really big really really strong images. yeah well they have to flow uh, well together like you can't just go from you know a bright colored image to a super dull black and white image like there mm -hmm. has to be a flow to it so 
Well, in my, I guess I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. Um, my opinion about portfolios is that you are actually playing a really strong psychological game with the um, uh, with the p person who's looking at, at, at this. Um, so, like, there's a lot of psychology that that's involved with presenting a portfolio. Um, just like it includes the images you put in, the order you put them in. Uh, everything. So that's why I personally don't like to mix media. Well, they're not really mediums, but I don't like to mix uh, color and black mm -hmm. and white for that reason. I'm sending here now. <laughs> Is she making noise? No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there's noise on my end, so. <laughs> <clears throat> He's just so annoying. <laughs> He's like right outside my uh, office. And he's just squeezing his ball like, Shh, oh, that's funny. And it's like, oh my goodness, you're driving me insane, dog. Um, but he just wants to play. <laughs> he's super cute. Um, so yeah, if you need to uh, explain your images to the person viewing them, yeah. you've failed. So this is the psychology part. If you've confused the person looking at your portfolio, they're they're already not really interested in hiring you yeah right and this and this goes along with your sample albums for weddings too um if you're putting in images just to fill your 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 wedding album you know you're not you're doing yourself a disservice i'll give you a, a really good example of this uh, about 10 years ago a company called graphic studio out of italy um i used to sell their their wedding albums for, to my clients because they were handmade italian mm, blah, blah, blah. They, marketed, they marketed themselves as the ferrari of wedding mm -hmm. albums because they're from italy um, <laughs> and um anyways uh they offered a 50 page or they offered a free album up to 50 pages up to 1500 dollars so I got excited about that. I was like, damn, I can make a big ass album with this. And I literally put like 80 images in there. Mm -hmm. Some were spreads with just one image. Some were spreads that had, you know, nine images on them. Uh, I got a really uh, expensive cover. It was stainless steel. And so when this album arrived, it was the biggest disappointment mm -hmm. of my life because first of all, stainless steel cover just does not look cool <laughs> um the image quality was blah and then there was 50 images like 50 pages rather and even i couldn't stand to flip through all of yeah. it it was just too much you know what i mean uh so that kind of uh that kind of brings me to the next point of less is more yeah. <laughs> um but uh there was some images in there that people would look at and they're like wow that's incredible you know the bride and groom are in a canoe like how did you get that <laughs> it's like well i asked them to get in a canoe like that <laughs> there was a canoe on the beach i said get in yeah. push them out and um so so those were cool images where people want to talk about them but then there was a couple of images where you know you, you kind of see them cock their head a little bit like what the fuck am i looking <laughs> at here <laughs> so yeah if you need if it needs to be explained it probably doesn't belong in there and you know um, quality over quantity. Uh, my next one, next point is uh, less is more. Um, what do you think is the ideal number of images in a portfolio, Sophia, or pages? Let's say. Well, that depends. Mm -hmm. um, if I was doing like a portrait portfolio, I'd probably do like ten images. Okay. <laughs> For a wedding album, um, because I have a wedding, well, I have a couple wedding albums for um, wedding portfolios, basically. And there are 20 pages, I think. Okay. And then I put multiple images on each page. So it's it's done up like a wedding album. So people can sort of picture right. what their album will look like. Yeah, and <clears throat> you can show the spreads that you yeah. typically design. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. All right. So my, my magic number is 12. I say do not do more than 12 pages. Mm -hmm. um, so wedding albums are a little different, especially if you if you offer a book of 20 pages, let's say, mm -hmm. then do 20 yeah. pages. Um, and we with weddings, you can get away with it because there's a lot more that happens at a wedding and it kind of tells a story. Yeah. Um, 
just like I said, avoid similar images. Avoid, you know, if you if you if if I'm flipping through your wedding sample album, and the the four middle pages is all of the bridal party standing in a line, <laughs> you you're you're not doing yourself a favor. Yeah. Like I'm already bored. Yeah, you only really so. need like one page of the girls, one page of the guys one page of the wedding party and that's even getting a little bit of out of hand <laughs> yeah absolutely uh and funny you say that because if, if i do a picture of the girls and i do a picture of the guys i won't put in a picture of the bridal party i actually think the picture of a bridal party is, is really boring usually um, yeah <laughs> i don't i don't like it unless it's super creative and uh like like even even the you know the the bride and groom together and then the each couple kind of staggered like it's I don't know. It's overdone. Yeah. I, I don't really like those photos. <laughs> um, for me, I, I have, my style is very uh, different. Um, it's very, it's kind of like, uh, I want to say commercial with a hint of, with a flair of fashion, uh, editorial mixed with portraiture, right? So uh, my wedding photography has, um, like my, my portraits stand on their own, mm-hmm. where they could be used as portraits on their own and they don't look like snapshots I, I try really hard for them not to look like snapshots but I tell my client when we meet that I shoot for the album so my goal here to is to photograph your wedding and fill a wedding album with photos mm-hmm. so I'm going to be telling a, a story through the through the album and this is this is kind of funny because this is all stems from the fact that every photo shoot I've ever done starting from the early years I've always had in the back of my mind that these are some these are images that I want to put in my portfolio. And if you think this way, you'll actually photograph a lot better. You'll actually p- start paying a lot more attention. Um, you'll start noticing the smallest, tiniest things, whether it's wardrobe or hair or even, you know, just the crappy crown molding in the room that, that's going to look really bad. So you tend to recompose and move a little bit. Um, it, it really does help overall with uh, with the aesthetic and the feel of the image. And um, yeah, that's why I would rather just kind of use an image of, you know, just the girls uh, rather than the whole bridal party. And really one image comes to mind. Um, uh, I will send it to you so we can include it in the show notes that I'm talking about. It's it's one of my favorite images I've ever photographed of, of, the, of the bridesmaids mm-hmm. and the bride. And they're all just standing there in a line, um, <laughs> like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, anyways, um, you have anything to add to less is more? <laughs> Not really. Um, okay. with respect to the wedding stuff, I think it's important that you do include some candid images of family and stuff, but <clears throat> those will be mixed in with everything else. Um, and again, you want it to be a part of telling the story, <clears throat> but yeah, like with, with okay. wedding albums and stuff, you're, you, you want the whole album to tell a story. Um, I don't know. That's pretty straightforward. I want to encourage people being creative. So that's, that's kind of the next <clears> thing <throat> on my list is be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, d- push the envelope a little bit, do something that hasn't been done before. If you, you know, if you can come up with something, um, it's going to be really hard nowadays to come up <laughs> with something that hasn't been done before, of course. Uh, but copy somebody who has done things that you haven't really seen out yet, you know, especially if it's a photographer on a different coast and, uh, or in a different part of the world. Um, there's nothing wrong with copying people because you're doing it your own way, right? Like you're doing it with your own clients and, uh, it, there's literally nothing really is original anymore. All right. Um, <clears throat> what I don't suggest you do is uh, go and copy everybody uh, around mm-hmm. you and literally kind of copy their styles, copy their their methods, because um, all you're doing is just looking like them. And sometimes it's really hard not to, especially in the wedding industry, because um, things do trend, right? We were talking about this. Uh, things are trending. And you kind of can't help it because your client comes to you and says i want this yeah and you kind of go okay i'll deliver like i i want you as a client you're 
you know, you, you, you're a beautiful couple and I think you would look great on my website. You look great in my portfolio. So I want to photograph your wedding. So yeah, let's do this. Uh, and then they say, we really like the tilt shift effect. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll do the tilt shift effect. Like you're the client. So, um, unless you say, you know what, I don't know how, and, uh, I have a different way of doing it and <laughs> let, just trust me, put your trust in me. But, uh, sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you get the images that, that just copy the other people. And, um, I've been, I've been on the, on both sides of this where I've seen people copy my images and I just kind of smile and go, that's cool. You know, because I'm flattered. You think my stuff is mm -hmm. good. And I've been on the other side where, uh, people have, uh, to my face basically said, you copied mm -hmm. me. And I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I guess we watched the same creative live seminar. <laughs> You know, like, then, so you're right. I copied you because you did it first. And I, my wedding was two weeks later. So I posted my stuff later. But um, you know, what do you want me to do? You apologize, pay you royalties? <laughs> or should we say thank you to uh, Jasmine Starr, who was on Creative Live two weeks ago? <laughs> and, you know, that that's, that's kind of where I'm driving at. So, um, but uh, yeah, moving forward. <laughs> um, I, uh, I strongly encourage being creative. Um, but I also want to say, uh, be very, very, uh, clean and organized. So don't, uh, over design your uh, book or your portfolio. Um, when you do a portfolio, uh, a lot of people think of those big black binder type things where you just print photos and slide them in there. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. <laughs> like literally, I think literally it's called a portfolio. <laughs> uh, nowadays, uh, you can, there, you have so many choices you can do. Um, and sorry, I'm kind of just writing something down <laughs> at the same time. You can do one of those portfolio books. Uh, the benefit of that is you can pull an image out. You can sell an image, especially if you're in a creative field doing kind of art, um, work if you will and right. <laughs> uh, so yeah <laughs> um but uh if you're doing you know if you're specializing in portraiture or wedding uh, or even commercial uh consider designing a book and so uh my advice is to be really clean with it don't don't over embellish so like i'll rewind back to the uh really expensive book that i got for free um <laughs> i i honestly threw it out two weeks ago <laughs> I wish I didn't. I really you know, do wish I took some photos you know of it. You know what's funny? Like, as in, yeah. Um, I did the same thing. I got an album from Graphy Studio and I also threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Graphy oh, Studio. Man. If you want to be our sponsor, yeah. uh, we'll reconsider. <laughs> I will, <laughs> but, we'll go dumpster diving. <laughs> dumpster diving all day long for Graphy. Um, no, it was, it, the problem with that was the, the book was just too big yeah. and too heavy and it was just so gross inside. Like I had fades and yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> gross frames and like page curls yeah. or like, ugh. I had colored pages um, in mine and stuff. And yeah, same here. Um, go, go classic, go black, uh, or rather go white with black key lines if you have to, or just, just photos on white. There's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. It, it looks really sweet it's it's timeless like a canvas mm -hmm. you know <laughs> it's it's just timeless it's just <laughs> well and for um, for your portfolio the point is not necessarily the de sorry the design of it as it is the photos in it um if people have specific re requests for their artwork that's fine do that but you don't need to show that all off in uh in your portfolio, but you might take photos of that specialty work that you did for your clients and use that on your website, which is another form of your portfolio. Um, mm -hmm. and be like, look at this cool thing that I did for such and such a couple in their album. I put their wedding vows in it. Like that's neat, but you don't need to do that in, in your portfolio. <laughs> I had, I had wedding, uh, wedding vows, wedding vows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the German photographer. The, the wedding vows. <laughs> um, I had, uh, wedding vows in my sample book and yeah, just get it. <laughs> Let the images speak for themselves. But, um, the next point is, uh, you have to start really strong and you have to end even stronger. Yeah. So anytime I sat down with people to help them develop their portfolio, I always said, um, 
line up your images from best to least best. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> right. And take your second best image and make that your first image in your portfolio. Take your best image and make it your last image in your portfolio because you want to end on the bang. I always put my best image, my favorite image, as my last. So imagine you open a portfolio, you open a book, and you have this awesome, strong image that you're looking at. And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. You flip through the book and you're like, yeah, these are all good. Like, yeah, okay, I love them. Mm -hmm, perfect. Mm -hmm. And then you, you end and it's just like the money shot. And you go, wow, yeah. that's definitely the book. Absolutely. Because people tend to remember sort of the first and the last image anyways. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I would always start on my second best and end on my best for that reason. You want to start and end on on your strongest game possible. So Well, that makes sense. Uh, have you done that or is this the first time you heard of this? Well, I usually start. So I, for my printed stuff, it's mostly wedding albums and I start with a photo of the couple and I finish with a photo of the couple and it's usually mm -hmm. a full page spread. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there you go. But yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know what else to so, say about that. Yes. <laughs> so if lastly, I'm, well, if I'm making an image, a full spread, it's because it's a, you know, wow image and you want to highlight it. So yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Um, lastly, mm -hmm. I would say is find uh, somebody you admire, a professional photographer or um, designer or anybody in the industry whose opinion you value and uh, show them your portfolio, exactly how you intend to show it to your clients, uh, exactly how you intend to show it to people you're going to be asking for work and money uh, and see what they have to say. Um, you know, d yes, be prepared to lose some images. Mm -hmm. um, be prepared for any feedback. So uh, one person that comes to mind uh, is actually an international student of mine that uh, I just had the pleasure of teaching for two years at Lambton College. Uh, his name is Rishpal. Um, Rishpal's from India. Great photographer, very talented individual, one of the most eager people I've ever mm -hmm. met. Just constantly wants to learn to the point where I think he felt that he was bugging me too much because <laughs> he'd always say, sorry, I just want to ask you a question. And I, and I was like, come on, just, you know, you can drop that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you're not sorry. <clears throat> um, but um, he'd always come to me with, with finished work. And, and, I, and I might have mentioned this to him. I might not have. But I, I really admired the fact that he actually asked. And I, I do know that in class, I at the beginning of first year, I said, before you guys submit something, feel free to bring it to me. Well, he was the only one who consistently brought me things. And yeah. what I really liked about him is he would bring me things with the most confidence ever. It's like it, it was almost like he said, look what I did. And I just remember kind of shutting him down saying, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do this, do this, do this. And a lot of the things I suggested were uh, presentation and aesthetics. I think he was a great, talented photographer, but sometimes an untrained eye, or perhaps you you come from a different industry, you tend to do things differently, right? Um, a lot of his images just needed to be recropped, and maybe the composition needed to be changed. So um, he liked to put things on the right side of the frame for no reason, you know, where or. Um, just the way people would, would face the, the camera. Uh, so I remember just sitting down with him and saying, okay, well, let's flip this image horizontally, you know, cause we don't know which side of the face is which, uh, and the, my favorite part was his feedback. He'd be like, yeah, I like that better. That's cool. You know, sometimes he was like, mm, I'm not sure, but okay, I'll trust you and let's go for it. Now there's, I'd say that nine times out of 10, I was right, but then there was times where, people were probably just fine with the original image. Uh, people were totally okay with it being how he presented it, um, which is which is okay. But from my perspective, from my point of view, uh, I'm doing this as somebody with a lot of experience, looking at images for the last 20 years, being in business for the last 17 or 15 or whatever it has been now. And... Um, so a lot of it does come down to personal preference, but a lot of it does come down to the fact that, you know, somebody in, in a position who's been doing this for a long time 
kind of knows a thing or two about a thing or two. So get expert opinion if you can, anytime you can, whenever you can. And I do recall telling him a couple of times, you got to drop this image. Like this is not, you know, this is not an image you want in your portfolio. This, this is not an image that is very strong or, and I think it's really hard for an artist to do that. I think it's really hard for an artist to hear that and say, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to reach out uh, and actually ask him if we can use one of his images because I'm not going to get too much, I'm not going to dive too much into it but one of his images uh it, it's a it's a really cool photo and it's a bit of a mock-up ad but it does need explanation uh there's a little bit of selective coloring going on there and this is the image that i constantly told him you got to drop this from your portfolio you got to stop using it i think it doesn't even belong because mm-hmm. it doesn't represent your ability um without trying to hurt his feelings of course but uh, he continues to use it to this day, and I really do want your opinion again. Well, if it's selective uh, it, coloring, I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I guess that should be on the list too. Stop using selective oh, coloring man. for Christ's People sake. People <laughs> always do it wrong. Like, I guess yeah. selective color has its place, but people always do it wrong. It's always I don't like, think it does. you know, someone, someone laying on the floor, staring at the camera, and the thing that is in color is their shoes. Mm-hmm. But that's not the focus of the image. <laughs> so, okay. That's too funny. Well, I have a couple things yeah. to add. Please do. Um, so you're picking your best images for your portfolio. Um, and like Petro has already said, that doesn't mean, you know, the images that have meaning to you or the images that have meaning to the client. It's, you know, the images with the most impact and it can be the images with the most emotion. But I mean, if you're just picking a picture of father and daughter dance, um, because it was an extra special moment for them, but the photo doesn't, um, indicate that it was an extra special moment for them then your client's not going to be able to get into it so don't just don't just pick images because they have meaning to the client or to you they have to Mm -hmm. all be images with impact um i think the exception to this might be funny photos but i mean only pick funny photos if funny photos are what you do (laughs) um And also, you need to look at digital and print portfolios differently. So in a wedding album, for example, you're telling a story, but you're going to tell that story differently online. And when you're showing your images online, when people are looking at your website, they're only looking for like eight seconds max. And then they're getting the heck out of there. So you want to show them fewer images, but you need to take out, you know, the detail photos and stuff that doesn't make them picture um, themselves in that particular space. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have more time with someone when you're sitting in front of them and they're looking through an album, but online you really want to whittle down your images. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. And like Petro said a few times, you know, he puts like a couple images on Facebook and then he says, if you want to know more, let's get together and talk. Um, yeah. And see, and that works for me, but I would not recommend you do that because a couple of people have tried that and they said uh, they, they failed miserably, <laughs> you know, they just don't get any increase. And I think what we're, what it stems from is the fact that, um, I have, uh, a lot of word of mouth, uh, uh, business. Mm-hmm. So people that end up on my Facebook page or on my website are people who were told to go mm-hmm. there. And so because they're there, um, the, that's when they go, Oh, I, um, I, w- I would like to see more, you know, somebody recommended I, uh, I go here, but, uh, you know, wh- where's the rest of the photos? Mm-hmm. And that's when I say, well, the rest of the photos are with me. Why don't you come join me? Why don't you come mm-hmm. meet me? And when they do, they book. Because <laughs> I show them my portfolios. I show them everything. Um, and kind of go from there. Uh, do you have your messenger open by any chance? I ha- No, I have Skype. Oh, wait, I have Skype. my phone. Okay. Have you? Well, I'm going to send you I'm going to send you an image. Uh, don't don't comment anything on this image. Uh, but pretend this is not a mock-up of the... and. and of the, um, it's not an ad mock-up. 
-hmm. and just tell me what you think about it. What it looks... Don't even say what it looks like. Just kind of... It's a little bit confusing. Right? It's a good image. I agree. But, like, it, it's fun. <laughs> now, imagine... Uh, none of the ad space is actually there. And you're looking at yeah. the Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I don't, I don't so. think it necessarily works. Even with the ad, right? Yeah. I don't. So are we going to post this in our, um, in Well, our only list? if we have permission. Okay. Yeah. Well, may maybe we'll post it to the <laughs> Facebook group and give... Our opinion, then. If, Again, if only we if we have permission. permission. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass this artist. So, um, yeah. So, um, but it's a well photographed image. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving forward. Um, uh huh. A couple of tips I I have is uh, play with your negative space. You know, um, mm -hmm. when you are laying out your portfolio, it it could actually uh, be your friend. So when, uh, when I was in college and in first year, we were asked to do a portfolio. Of course, we all went to the bookstore and bought those, those ugly black books with clear sleeves. And I really I had this wicked horizontal portrait with a lot of negative space um, on the left side of it. And I really wanted to use it. So what I did is I printed it uh, to be the size of the two pages put together, uh, cut it in the middle. And I put both pages in the portfolio. And then I thought, oh, man, this looks really good. So I wasted a lot of money by, and I'm talking about exposing paper to the light, printing it in the dark room, like kind of paper, not inkjet prints. So I actually exposed a lot of blank paper. Uh, and when you expose it to light, it turns black. And I inserted the black paper instead of the black uh, paper that came in the sleeves. Because the black paper that came in the sleeves looked really matte and almost dark gray. Mm -hmm. But the black photo paper when exposed to light looks perfectly black and so some of some of my uh, horizontal images were actually uh, spread on on two pages uh, even in the old portfolios and I remember showing that and I gotta tell you um, my images if they if I didn't do that extra I probably would have scored a grade less on my portfolio because my images weren't the strongest so sometimes presentation uh, will actually give to the overall aesthetic of the portfolio well, actually, always. Presentation is key. Um, if you walk through my house, uh, it shows like a show house because it's got a lot of uh, uh, expensive flooring, uh, stone on the wall, right? Like the fireplace, etc. Um, but if you look really closely, you'll notice that my crown molding is two actually different colors. <laughs> the previous owners like just decided to paint half of it. Um, <laughs> the trim doesn't butt up uh perfect in the corners uh some of the door frames aren't painted uh but if you if you look at the overall photo you're like that looks fantastic <laughs> you know <laughs> so the, this kind of this kind of will help your portfolio it's a little little tip from me uh and then of course the next year um in second year i actually uh printed my photos on um 11 by 17 paper and i folded it in half and uh did a staple in the middle, like a saddle stitch, and uh, um, folded it in half and presented it like a magazine. So I actually my, submitted my portfolio like a magazine. Now, that was a little confusing to the instructor who was grading my portfolio. He was like, I guess this is a portfolio, <laughs> but it's like a magazine mock-up. It's like, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that, but it's like, I don't know how I feel about it. And these are like verbatim, the words that came out of his mouth. And uh, he said, I, but I really like it. It's very innovative and it's different than every single portfolio on my desk, so to speak. Because what you did is you had um, time slots uh, uh, scheduled. Uh, every 15 minutes, I believe, you would go in, you had a time slot, you, you would sit down, he would critique it, and then he'd give you a grade. Um, but you would leave the portfolio on the desk um, uh, for don't even know why oh for him to enter the grades that's why <laughs> so he's like it's different than everything on my desk so i gotta give you a 9.5 out of 10 mm -hmm. and i was like well why don't i get a 10 out of 10 <laughs> he's like well nothing's perfect <laughs> like, damn you i hate <laughs> you. um 
anyways, and um, that's my story. Be different, be unique, but be creative and follow the rules. Be clean, you know, uh, be consistent, be special. Uh, less is more. Mm-hmm. Do not overdo it. <laughs> um, if you follow these tips, you you will be able to put together a really strong presence online with a with an with a gallery uh like a, for an online portfolio you will be able to put together something in print uh that will actually help you get hired um it will help you stand out from the crowd uh again you're only as strong as your weakest link and this applies to the photos as well so if the photo is pulling you down pull it from your repertoire right mm-hmm. um like if you were if you were an artist performing artist and you opened up with the song that people hated uh, you know you you instantly kind of set the mood set the tone for the show so you can you can go and play the most wicked show ever and people will still be like yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but if you open with with a crowd favorite and end on your hit right this is why bands do encores and end on their biggest hits if you think about mm-hmm. it, so <laughs> look up look up band set lists and see which songs are your favorites and uh, where they play them, right? And you'll notice that they always their encores are always the 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 favorite the crowd favorites yeah. the crowd pleasers, and there's a reason for that, right? That's that's what they're doing. They're essentially showcasing their portfolio, and you're paying lots of money to see yeah. them. So, uh, on that note, I think it's time to end. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us uh episode 44 is that it yeah wow oh, amazing show notes for this episode are on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash uh 44 uh join the conversation on facebook and the double exposure show group where we can give you a lot of feedback about your portfolio mm-hmm. images so don't be shy send them in and uh the artwork is provided by benjamin edward and uh the awesome sound you're hearing right now is provided by Ben Sound. Awesome music, I guess I should mm-hmm. say. <laughs> and um, what am I? What am I missing here? Five star reviews. Right. Oh my goodness, those are the best. The best. If you have done so, uh, virtual high five for the five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really awkward to do like high threes and high fours. <laughs> so, right, like don't don't rate them yeah. like three okay. and four stars. It's it'd be weird, you know. So. Even virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do, I won't be mad. I'll just be sad. And um, <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, again, any and all feedback is welcome. Episode suggestions uh, on our Facebook page. And until next week. Okay, bye.